fasten your seatbelt. I am taking you for the ride of your life. I'm going to show you what this car can really do. Are you ready? I am ready. Hang on. Okay. Here we go. Hold on to your butt. Look at him, kid. To infinity and beyond! It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. Not a tumor at all. So you can go ahead and ask me what you're going to ask me, and my natural response could be to get offended. Well, fine, let's talk about it. Any thoughts of, of your own on this matter? But you, is that your thing? You come into a bar, you read some obscure passage, and then pretend you, you pawn it off as your own idea to impress some girl? Just another American who saw too many movies as a child. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. All right, all right, all right. You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week, 30 years in the making. It is the 30-something movie podcast. It is episode 452. It is Free Willy. 452. 452. Smoke them if you got extra. <clears throat> I, I don't know. That's one way to look at it, sure. I, I, I don't know what the... Police code 452 is a breaking and entering of a chicken coop. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know my uh, police codes. But you certainly want a hard target search of every outhouse, hen house, dog house, and yeah. And even if they did it, even if they're innocent and they didn't do it, I don't care. I don't care. Exactly. <laughs> I can't wait to get to that movie. I know. Mm-hmm. It's such a classic. Mm-hmm. So it's John. It's Bo. How's everybody doing tonight? Everybody. Everybody. All well. two of us. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, and all those people out in podcast land. All the people in podcast land. Hello, podcast land Let's not land forget people. the people in podcast land. Oh, hello, podcast land people. If you are one of our regular That is not to be confused land, with pod people. No, that's very different. Yes. That's very different. Because there are people in the pods and the pod people, and they didn't know. If, yeah. You know, whales swim in pods. They do. That's uh, nice. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. I was actually going to, I, I, I wondered whether I should just do this out of the gate and, and introduce what movie we were going to be talking about tonight. I didn't quite know if I would lose you by playing this particular sound drop, but Bo, do you know what movie we're talking about tonight? Fee wee wee! Fee wee wee! Yes. Uh, RSVP John Panette. Yes. Yes. Sono Afamato. Afamato. We, we taught the kids that when they were really little. Like, hey, you're you're part Italian. You need to know these things. You need to know your heritage. You're teaching a, a small infant. Of course you did. Your first, your first words are, feed me, I'm starving. Right. No. These are important things you need to know in every language. Very important. I mean, we are practically a food podcast, so that is one of the services we provide is how to tell you how to tell other people, feed me, I'm starving, in other languages. Indeed. Yeah. We're referring to this new service as Fudolinguo, where you can <laughs> learn how to eat in multiple languages. A very, very important skill. All right. Well, as I said, this one is Free Willy. We are in, our, we're in full swing in January of 2023, which means we are in the year 1993. We've done Jurassic Park. We just did Matinee. We've got Free Willy. And then coming up next week, we've got Dragon the Bruce Lee story. So, you know, you're, you're here for this one as well, but come on back and, and check out the ones we've already done. Check out what we got coming up next week. We got good stuff going on every week here. If you want to get more, and, and why wouldn't you? You'd want to get more. Sono affermato. I don't know how to say feed me. I'm starving for more podcast. Sono affermato. I think you just did. 
Al Podcasto. De- yeah, Al Podcasto is definitely yes. right. I think I had something that was Al Podcasto one of the last times I went to a, a Italian place. Um, I hear that's a specialty now. It's a, it's a spicy meatball. So I don't even know where we're going with that. If you want more of the podcast, you can join us as a Patreon co-executive producer. How do I go about joining as a Patreon co-executive producer? Wow, we've got Mickey Mouse as one of our uh, listeners out there in podcast land. Well, uh, now that Steamboat Willie is in the public domain, we well, might want to use Mickey more and more. Oh, that's true. Cool. That's something we're not going to get sued for. Excellent. All right. So anyway, huh, I, I can't do that for very long. I if, hope not. Like, I hope that that would hurt. <laughs> Like, I don't mean to be rude. It just sounds like it needs to. It it actually does not hurt. And oh. I, I will take it a step further and say that sometimes when my daughter Nora and I are driving in the car, sometimes we're singing along to music that is playing on whatever playlist we happen to be doing. And we will, I say we, I mostly mean me, will randomly switch into different Muppet voices singing the songs. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. I think we had, I think Miss Piggy was singing Wrecking Ball the other day or something along those lines. Oh, Lord. Yeah. It's usually, I have my go-tos. It's usually a switch between like Miss Piggy, Kermit the Frog, the Swedish Chef, Beaker, you know, it's it's the I have my go-tos, all 20 of them. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But yes, it's oddly enough, it does not hurt to talk that way, but yeah, I don't know. I I don't understand it myself. You're hey, a very special man. I, I've been told that several times, and sometimes on paper. If you want to be a Patreon co-executive producer, you can head over to our website, 30podcast.com. There is a button there where you can find out more about that. If you join us, any level of support on Patreon, it, it goes back into helping the, the production costs of the show. If you get on there, we got a bunch of bonus content. We are up to, I think as of this month, we have got 28 full-length Patreon episodes that we do on there monthly. So over two years of our Patreon shows in there in the can that you can go listen to. And then starting last year, we started to do a couple a month little Patreon shorts. They're about 15 minutes, and sometimes they're new movies. Sometimes they are movies that are hitting a milestone that we just didn't couldn't weren't able to get to on the regular show. And What's so this doing... month's Patreon episode, John? Well, I'm glad you asked, Mickey. The Patreon... <laughs> that was actually pretty... You did a nice job with that. Thank you. Although my question is, if I'm going to do Mickey, can you do a Donald Duck? Oh, I no. have to work at Donald. I can get okay. there, but it takes me some prep. I've never really been able to do a good Donald. It's hard. Yeah. Once I get there, I can stay there. Yeah. But I got to like work it. And the first few iterations are not pretty. Okay. At All some right. point, it sounds more like, well, honestly, at some point, it sounds more like you're strangling Donald Duck than Donald Duck himself. Well, it's. I think there was a scene of that in Howard the Duck. Mm. I believe. Well, I'm sure several ducks were strangled in the making of that production. Yes. Shout out to Dennis. Favorite movie. So our Patreon episodes this month are The Outsiders is our from 1983. The S.E. Hinton novel that turned into the Francis Ford Coppola movie. That one is our full length Patreon episode. Our Patreon shorts are Mr. Mom from 1983 and my favorite movies from 2022. So that's what we got going on. 221, 220, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. I realize I got that wrong, but close enough. Sorry, 220, 221, whatever it takes. So that's what we got going on over there on Patreon. Let's see. I I think we're just going to, we're going to dive on in to talking about Free Willy. Are you ready? I am ready. We're going to have a whale of a good time here, I think. I'm going to keep doing whale puns. I, I figured. Yeah, Can I realized, and, and we'll get there eventually. I realized that my 
of the three questions that I have for us tonight, I realized that maybe question number three was in poor taste to ask, and I, I say that jokingly as well, was in mm. poor taste to come after the question I have for question number two. Yeah, it was an interesting order. Maybe mm-hmm. you could have flipped them and maybe it wouldn't have been as I could have. insensitive. But, you know, in, when you think about it, you're just commiserating with the star of the movie. Like, he consumes fish. Mm-hmm. And so do we. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I kind of, when I noticed that, I was like, should I change this or should I, I allow the questions to take a dark turn? And as is my want, I allowed the questions to take a dark turn. Which 50-50 they might. Yeah. Although Dennis isn't here, so Two, we'll see. 220, whatever it takes. I don't know. Really whatever care. it takes. I don't care. So, all right. Our movie this time around is... It came out on the 16th of July. I might do that every time. I don't know. came out on the 16th of July, 1993, rated PG. One hour and 52 minutes, directed by Simon Winsor, who did The Phantom and Lonesome Dove. Writer for this one, two writers for this one, Keith Walker, who died in 1996, and Corey Blackman. Walker did the TV series MASH and the TV series The Fall Guy. Blackman did the TV series Bill and a movie called Dominic and Eugene. Producers for this one were Jenny Lou Tugend. I probably said that wrong. And Lauren Schuler. Easy for you to say. I know. Lauren Schuler Donner. Tugan did Lethal Weapon movies and Tales from the Crypt. Donner did Logan and Deadpool. Music was done by Basil Paladoris, who died in 2006, did Robocop and Conan the Barbarian. Cinematography by Robbie Greenberg, who did Wild Hogs and Under Siege 2, Electric Boogaloo. Editor was O. Nicholas Brown, did Sleeper and Rambo 3. Budget was $20 million. Box office. Oh, that's a wrong number. I, there must have been like a there there must have been an extra one there. I don't think it's one thousand one hundred and fifty three point seven millions. That would be like no. one point one billion. I hmm. I'm know, good for them if they did, but I know. Some sometimes I struggle. It was my understanding that there would be no math. So I'm gonna as, guess I'm gonna guess what I be. what I meant to write there was one hundred and fifty three point seven million. That sounds a little more realistic for a sounds what yeah. is essentially a kid's movie? Flick Metrics, which combines Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb, and Letterboxd and gives it an average score, gives it a 63%, and Cinema Score gives it an A. Starring Jason James Richter as Jesse, who's in Cops and Robertsons and The NeverEnding Story 3. Lori Petty was Ray. She was in Point Break and A League of Their Own. Jane Atkinson played Annie. She was in The Village and House of Cards. August Schellenberg, who died in 2013, played Randolph. He was in Black Robe and Tremors 4. Michael Madsen plays Glenn. He was in Reservoir Dogs and The Doors. And Michael Ironside, the quintessential late 80s, early 90s villain, played Dial. He was in Top Gun and Total Recall. So a few kind of trivia things here. Um, At the end of the movie, there is a hotline. Richard Donner, who is related to one of the producers of this movie, came up with the idea of including the Earth Island Institute hotline in the end credits despite the studio's concern at first. After the release of the movie, millions of moviegoers called the number where $20 million was donated for the Save the Whales Foundation. So good on him for including the phone number there. Let's see. uh, The other trivia I've got kind of of plays into... I'll share it here. I was going to kind of talk about it a little bit later, but I'll share it here too. So I guess the, the whale that ended up in this movie, Keiko was the whale's name. And Keiko was auditioned from approximately, I want to say like 28 different orcas that they kind of auditioned for this. 
that's going to be a large and very awkward waiting room as they're sitting there waiting to go in for their auditions. Yeah, it's quite the quite the quite the pen I'm, they would need for I'm, all those. I know. I'm I'm kind of whales. wondering. I'm kind of wondering if they're just like sitting out there going, ee, ee, you know, pra- practicing. Well, I'm picturing a line and... of trailers, and they mm-hmm. they pull up the trailer, dump him into the tank. He does his audition, and then they got to get him out. I mean, I'm thinking this is six months of auditions here. That would be cool. I'm picturing that as they're waiting there, James Doohan walks through and goes, There'll be whales here. (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) Indeed. So, uh, yeah, so they auditioned almost 30 whales. Keiko was chosen. Keiko has a a bit of a sad story that really mirrors a lot of Willie's story from this movie. Uh, Keiko was captured, I believe, in Norway or somewhere near Norway, and then basically kind of shipped around from place to place. I think at some point was was probably in an aquarium somewhere, maybe in Norway or in that area. And then I believe was shipped to an aquarium near Niagara Falls and was there for a little bit and then shipped to an aquarium in Mexico City. And I believe while Keiko was in an aquarium in Mexico City was where they started to teach him to do tricks and did some shows. And, and ultimately, I think that's where he was when they found him to have him star in this movie. But the, the sad part of this was a lot of what they talk about in the movie where his, his dorsal fin had kind of collapsed and he just was not in good health and he was in a tank that was originally designed for dolphins is all pretty much true of Keiko. Like, it's almost taken directly from what was happening to him. In fact, if you if you I think there's some YouTube videos online that show the... Uh, kind of the the tank or the enclosure that he was in in the Mexico City Aquarium. And it almost looks exactly like the way it looks in this movie, Uh, but it was way too small. It was never designed for an orca. And so he was not in good health and, and, you know, pretty lethargic sometimes. And so he's in this movie. And even after being in this movie and becoming famous, that really didn't change too much for him. I guess at some point several years later, they did an organization... um, I don't know if it was called Free Keiko or if it had something to do with Keiko. Um, they raised, I want to say like $7.5 million to build a new tank that was much bigger, like three times bigger or more than the tank that he had previously been living in. And they kind of started to rehabilitate him. His health recovered. He was doing much better. And then eventually they started to try to kind of rehabilitate him to the point where they could release him to the wild because he was still in a movie about freeing a whale from captivity. He remained in captivity for actually quite a while after this movie came out. And then eventually they got to the point where they did rehabilitate him enough where they kind of slowly moved him from the the larger tank that he had been in to a, a kind of an enclosed bay where they were trying to train him how to go back into the wild and hunt for himself and get reacclimated to not relying on humans for everything. And then eventually they did release him. And he did kind of get connected up with a a pod of whales, but it sounds like he kind of always would tend to come back towards humans. Like he would never stray too far from wherever humans were. And even when eventually, I think they tracked him and he ended up across the Atlantic Ocean, ended up back in Norway and oftentimes would show up where humans were and kind of hang around. And so people were still kind of concerned. They're like, we're trying to free him. Like we're trying to get him back to being a natural wild orca, but he keeps kind of coming back and he would swim around in a bay and like let people climb on his back while he swimmed around while he swam around. And so uh, that was kind of his life up until a certain point. 
And then I believe it was because he had kind of an, a weakened immune system. I don't know if it was related to his years in captivity or, or whatever it was. After he had been freed for about seven years, and I think he was, he was near Norway at this point, he had been free for about seven years, and I think he ended up dying of pneumonia. And that was in maybe 2003, I believe. I want to say he was like 26, 27 years old by the time he died. I don't know what the typical average age of an orca is, but kind of sounds like the the time he spent in captivity kind of wore down on him. So RSVP, Keiko the whale. All right. So that might be the only trivia that I've got for this one. So we'll get on into my, my best attempt at a Don LaFontaine synopsis here. In a world where anything is possible, one boy's dream becomes reality. When young Jesse befriends a magnificent killer whale, he never could have imagined the incredible journey, which is a different movie that has dogs and cats, they would embark on together. But when the whale, named Willie, is captured and taken to an aquarium, Jesse must risk everything to save his beloved friend and set him free. Get ready for an epic tale of friendship and adventure in the heartwarming tale of Free Willie. Imagine if the world you lived in, the space you breathed in, and the freedom you played in was suddenly taken away. Imagine if the only person who knew how you felt was a boy who felt it too. You really like him, huh? Yeah. Gotcha. In a world where beauty is held captive. Miss your family. It takes a special friend. Willie doesn't have a problem with me. Ah! Yeah. We appreciate each other. Looks like Willie's got himself a soulmate. To set you free. What's the matter? Whale's still not performing. We're getting deeper into this. He was too big and too old to be caught in the first place. Hey, the whale's worth more dead than a lot. They tried to kill him. Warner Brothers proudly presents... Let's free Willie. He's got a family out there. I heard him. The most unexpected friendship of the year. I gotta look out for Willie, and I gotta do what's best for him. Understand? If we don't get Willie into water, soon he's gonna die. Nobody steals a whale. We gotta hurry! He's not doing so good! Don't let that whale get away! Go, Willie, go! The greatest adventure of the summer. Free Willy. All right. Well, and and as always, there is a moment in a lot of these movies where, and and I enjoy it in particular because there it reminds me of that scene from a, a Family Guy episode. Any time in the movie where somebody says the title of the movie, and, and it happened as I was watching this one, and the little kid Jesse, I think he's talking to. Him, might be talking to Randolph, and he goes, let's free Willy. And then, of course, my next thought is, Boy, I usually only get this excited when they say the title of a movie in the movie. I'm telling you, these drug dealers represent a clear and present danger to the United States. Yeah, yeah, he said it, he said it. Yeah, so that's where my brain goes. 
Yep. I wish my brain went somewhere that safe for work when someone says free willy, but it doesn't end on. Well, you know, things could have taken a very different turn when they decided to name their their whale extravaganza the Willy Show. Right. It's like, ugh, that could we have maybe come up with a slightly different name for that? But it is what it is. So major moments for this one. I've got about seven major moments. Major moments is where we kind of just quickly break up the plot of the movie and we run through that. But just to kind of give you an overview, if you have seen it, a quick reminder, if you haven't seen it, we're kind of spoiling things for you, but eh. it's a movie called Free Willy about a whale that is going to be freed from captivity. I'm not sure if the title itself kind of spoils the movie for you. So I don't think we're to blame for that. So our seven major moments. I'm starting off with the first one. I just just because I I found the uh, sound drop for it, so I'm going to be using it. Uh, my first major moment is called "There'll be whales here." So we start off the movie by seeing Willie captured. So a very dramatic scene at the beginning of the movie. We see him get captured and transported into captivity, and then we shift to the human side of things for major moment number two. We have Jesse, the troubled kid, and we see him kind of hanging out with his friends and living on the streets, kind of escaping from that. He, we get the sense that he has escaped from foster care from time to time, and he's kind of case manager is is at his wits end and is like, "This is the last straw," and you're you're off to a a, a home or juvie after this. You know, you've got this family that wants you, but. If you screw up again, then you're pretty much done. As part of his punishments, a part of one of the times that he's out with his buddies, they feed the whale enclosure at this aquarium. And so part of his community service that he has to do is he has to kind of clean that up. And so as he's working there at the aquarium to clean up the damage that he caused, he notices and quickly befriends Willie, the troubled whale. So we have the troubled kid befriending the troubled whale. It's a tale as old as time, really. And it quickly turns into Jesse just really loves this killer whale, this orca. And we learn along the way, as you do with some of these kids' movies, we get some of the encyclopedic knowledge that certain people have. I like to refer to them as the Basil Expositions of the movie, sharing with us some interesting facts and trivia about orcas. And kind of after that, we learn that they've had a really hard time training Willie because he just doesn't, he's, he's, lethargic he doesn't do tricks he's kind of he's he's got an attitude and the trainer that they've hired to do this is just has not been successful training him so what we find out pretty quickly is that willie will pretty much only listen to jesse and so they quickly form this bond jesse trains him gets him to do some trick in the meantime in the midst of all this there is some tension between jesse and his foster parents who they are i mean they're pretty much they're pretty much great they in fact the bedroom that kid gets with that view? How about it? I mean... I've seen better views, but usually it's at a resort somewhere. Right. So like that was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, you got you got new clothes, you got a baseball, you got all kinds of good stuff. And, I mean, that's... I think I would hang out just for those windows. It's pretty sweet. So there's some tension there, and there's some tension between him and the foster dad and, and everything else. So... There is all that stuff going on as the movie goes on. And then uh, we kind of get to a point where they are going to put on a show because the people that own this aquarium and have paid for Willie have pretty much said, look, we, we need to make money off this whale or we got to sell him or we got to do something. Because and, and there's a little bit of foreshadowing because at one point the maybe the manager of the place said, oh, that whale's, because of the insurance, that whale's worth more dead than alive. So foreshadowing a bit later on that there may be an attempt on Willie's life in order to collect the insurance money. 
Um, so Jesse gets to the point where he trains Willie, and they are they're like, look, we can put on a show, and then we'll bring more people in. That'll bring more money in. Then maybe we can get him a bigger tank and, and help him out, and that'll be great. And so they get to the point where a lot of people have come in, and they're ready to see the orca do some tricks. And uh, because you've got a bunch of snot-nosed kids pounding on the glass downstairs in the observation deck, Willie is a bit a bit distracted, has a little bit of stage fright, and I'm calling this major moment, the show does not go on because Willie chooses not to perform. And it's basically a, a big disappointment for everybody there. Jesse runs away, kind of throws a little bit of a fit there. And uh, our next major moment is kill the whale, get the insurance. So we see that there is a plot hatching to possibly get some of their money back by causing causing a, a bit of a fracture in the tank, which actually Willie initially caused because he went and kind of rammed the glass when the kids were pounding on it. Yeah, because all those jerk kids were pounding on his tank. Mm -hmm. That was rough, man. I didn't like that scene. No. I wanted to go down and and beat those kids. At one point when the kid got up, I thought he was going to run down there and beat on some people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was kind of hoping. Somebody needed to. Right? Like, where were those guys? I mean, all those kids in there, was that like a field trip or something? Yeah, it was kind of goofy, right? Mm-hmm. Need some adults there. Adult mm-hmm. supervision, friends. Whether you're a teacher, whether you're an adult, whether it's a summer camp, I don't really care. You got to watch the kids. Do not let them pound on the orca tank because that's just not cool. Take a, take a I don't know, a, a whip or a, a thick belt with you and just use it if you have to. I'm going to interrupt and say that the 30-something movie podcast does not endorse violence against children. Corporal punishment or, of any or kind. Corporal punishment of any kind. But if the kids, if the kids are uh, stressing out the orca, I don't know. Maybe do something. Um, and then, so once Jesse kind of finds out that their plan is to uh, rig the tank to leak and and ultimately kill him, and then that is the point at which he decides to hatch the plan to free Willie. And so then, at that point, he he decides, obviously, this this whale needs to be free. That you know this. Captivity is no longer the right thing for him. He kind of, I think he kind of comes to the realization that that's why he didn't perform at the show, that captivity is not for him. They've got to get him free. Basically, this whale should not belong to anyone. Bo, do you know where I'm going with this? I think I might. They like you very much, but they are not the hell your whales. I, I suppose they've told you that, huh? The hell they did. Yes. Classic Spock. So we have the very dramatic scene at the end, the the whale car chase. We have the whale wrestling that ends up happening in the bay when they finally get him free and try to get him pushed out into the water. And then the iconic scene where the whale goes leaping over the rocks off into freedom, preceded only by a, a line which also took me in a very different direction because obviously Jesse has has had this whole thing of expecting his biological mother to come get him at some point, and he kind of connects with Willie and, and kind of realizing that Willie was also taken from his family and has missed his mom. There is a line that he says, and that is the name of my last major moment here, before Willie does escape and is off to freedom. Jesse says the line, say hi to your mom for me. And all I could think of was Biff Tannen. Mm-hmm. Back to the, a butthead. Say hi to your mom, Say to your for, mom me. for me. Yeah, it's it's a very different connotation. It has a completely different <laughs> that it is. You know, if Jesse the kid was looking at the whale and be like, "Hey, 
Really, say out of your mom for me. Very different. It's a very different movie when, when that happens. Those are all the major moments. Basically, Willie is, oddly enough, based on the title of the movie, Willie is freed and is, is off to go live his best whale life. Is there anything, you feel like there's anything I missed, anything we want to touch on before we go into our deeper thoughts? No, as usual, I feel like you have, you have covered the gamut. We try to be nothing if not thorough. All right. It's time for some deep thoughts. Thoughts from the deep. And now, deep thoughts. I have an opinion on this matter. Don't mince words, Bones. What do you really think? I like it a lot. Wow. It's very deep. Thank you. All right. Do you like this movie, Bo? Yes. I, with caveats, I suppose. I definitely didn't like it as much as maybe I did when I first saw it. Okay. I think I am no longer the target audience for this movie. I think it's the only reason that there was a change in opinion. That's probably uh, okay. When was the first time you'd seen this one? Oh, I probably saw this one when it came out. I don't, Did you? I don't think we saw it in the theater, but I would imagine the second it made it to HBO or, or the blockbuster shelves, it was probably something we would have watched. Yeah. I mean, whales are cool, man. Yeah. I was I was tainted at this point. And so I think by 93 I had seen at this point I had seen Army of Darkness. I was starting to get introduced to the that brand of movie. Sure. Uh, it was sure. kind of my first my first foray that I can remember into the R-rated movie or because we lived in England the 15 rated movie. Mm. Um with the only the occasional 18 i think terminator was the only 18 rated movie that i had seen at that point but and, and i saw terminator not too long it's probably around this time saw the first terminator so i was kind of at that point like i was starting to get introduced to more of the like pg-13 plus type crowd of movie and so i think when this one came out it was very much a well that movie's for babies i i'm not gonna go see that that seems that seems stupid. So I did not go see this movie as a kid. I, I don't think I had any interest, other than kind of making fun of it, I don't think I had any interest in seeing this movie as a kid. This was this week was actually the first time I watched this movie. Oh, wow. Yeah, I had not seen this one before. Huh. So. Did you watch it with the family? No, didn't actually have time to. Okay. So I, I would, I, it's funny because I'm curious what a younger... I would love to have known Nora's opinion. Yeah, I think because I feel like she may be more the the target audience, and I'd be curious yes. to know if it holds up for modern kids. I think it would because I, uh, my wife Sharon had seen this movie and she remembered seeing this movie, and I think she may have seen it even several times. You know, and, she, and especially as a kid, she was always interested in environmental issues and things like that. And so, you know, I think this was. I don't know that I necessarily want to say this was a favorite. Of hers, but you know, definitely one that I think she probably saw a few times. So yeah, I think I think at, at some point too, we'll we'll try to take an opportunity and and watch this with at least with Nora. I'm not sure that John hmm. would be interested. Well, in, I think he may be more in the stage that you were in at this time. He'll he'll be more interested in in seeing if I can if I'll take him to see Evil Dead Rise when it comes out. But which I don't think, depending on what it's rated, I, I probably won't. But I'm just saying. I smell a 30-something podcast field trip. I mean, to, to go see Evil Dead Rise? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, come I, on. I, I, I this smell, is Evil Dead we're talking about here. I, I smell what The Rock is cooking. 
Yeah, as you should. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'd, I'd be totally fine with that. I'd be down. Yeah, I mean, I, gosh, Evil Dead in the theater. Mm-hmm. Have those ever re-released in theaters? If they have, I have totally missed it. You know, the first now time... Now we're totally off topic. But... No, that's okay. The first time I ever saw Evil Dead 2, when I was in college, I so I saw Army of Darkness when I was about 12. And, <laughs> as you do. As you do. And then never realized that it was part of a series. And yeah, I, it's funny because I think I saw Army of Darkness first as well. Okay. And so then when I was in college and I, I had found out at some point that there were other movies and I was like, well, why did I not know this? So when I got to college, there was, and I've talked about this before, there was a little store called That's Rentertainment. And it was a, they had a few DVDs, but it was still mostly VHS at that point. And you could go, and I want to say each day of the week was a different deal. So like... Mondays for a dollar, you could rent a foreign film or Mm. for, for five bucks, you could pick up 10 movies in this genre or something like that. And so I would just go, it was, it was enough that I was like a lot of my friends, some of the stuff that they were doing, you know, I I was not a big, I was not a big bar fly. So, you know, I was like, I'd rather just kind of like, yeah, you've proven that with the way you ordered drinks. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> you order one prairie fire and you're branded for life mm-hmm. yeah yeah Bo, i'm gonna come up with a drink and i'm gonna call it the wax on wax off that's, and that's as you do. should yeah and then, as and then you should and you and i can go somewhere and we can enjoy our drinks and we'll it'll taste like water no <laughs> you drink your drink and then you go home so yeah and, and this little place that's where i kind of that's where i discovered they like had a whole section of like 70s and 80s horror movies and i was like i think one weekend it was like for three dollars you could rent ten movies, and I was like, "All right, I know what I'm doing this weekend." And so I rented and watched the first Evil Dead, and I was like, "Oh, that one is cool." And so then, so I'm getting around to the answering your question about have they been released in theaters? Hmm. They did a what they called a rewind movie. What's that, what they call it a film festival, I guess maybe. Okay. And so at the local theater down in Champaign, they had brought back out a bunch of older movies and you could watch them on the big screen. So that was the first time I ever saw Taxi Driver was on the big screen. Uh-huh. And then I think like the next night or the next, yeah, it was the next night or the next weekend was Evil Dead 2. And that's so oh. Evil Dead 2, when I saw it for the first time, it was on the big screen. Oh, now that's so, cool. That was a lot of fun. And yeah. I think I, there were a couple of others that I saw. I don't remember exactly what they were, but there were a couple other older ones that I saw. Raging Bull might have been one of them. They were on a nice. bit of a bit of a De Niro kick. But yeah, so yeah, I, I'm excited. For, I haven't even watched the trailer yet, but I'm excited for the new one to come out. That's outstanding. Yeah, so I mean, at some point we will, I'll watch this with, with the family because I think they'll enjoy, I think they'll enjoy it. I think Nora would enjoy this movie. And watching it as an adult, I thought it was fine. I mean, obviously it's, I'm not the target audience, but I wasn't sitting there watching this going, oh, good grief, I'm so bored by this movie. No, there were just some parts where you're like, okay. There were, as yep. the kids, as the kids refer to it, there were some parts that were a little cringy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this as a, as a, yeah, as an adult it, 30 years later. It dates itself a little. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There were there were some parts that were, there were some kind of, there were some things about it that were so simplistic and, or they turned on a dime so fast that it kind of. Yes. Like, yeah. huh? like when Almost he throws like whiplash, you're like, yeah. wait a minute. When he throws the baseball through the window 
And I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm thinking this is going to be this major blowout. It's going to affect something that happens next in the movie. And the next thing you know, he he stays there. I thought he was going to run away. He stays mm-hmm. there. He's crying on the bed. The parents come in, and immediately it's like, yeah, I just I think I was just upset. I was, whoa. Well, wait, hold, wait you've already recovered? You are the most evolved child I've I, ever met. I mean, I think <laughs> you need to become a counselor because that's amazing. Right. <laughs> Please come teach that to other children. You yeah, can... I feel like that was a little sped up. I feel like the even the opening sequence with the graffiti and the chase and even yeah. all that just moved too quickly. Some of the like Yeah, there was a lot of that where I felt like it was sped up for time maybe. Yeah. And you know, it's funny. I'm the guy who always says they spend too long on stuff. So here I am mm-hmm. stating the opposite, but I feel like this movie, maybe they could have lingered in a couple places. Yeah. I, there were just a couple, I, I think character wise, like there were a couple things mm-hmm. they could have done maybe a little bit less with there. There were, and of course you're going to in a movie about whales and, and trying to free a whale from captivity. You're going to, but I kind of felt like how they, how they do the long lingering shots on the enterprise. Every time they come in for a, a shot of a ship in star Trek, I kind of felt like there were a few scenes like that with the whales. Right. It was like, oh, okay. All right. Yep, well, we paid for this whale. We're going to get our money. We paid worth, for the whale. You know? and, and, I mean, half the shots in the movie were the animatronic whale, too. So it I'm took sure, them seven months to build. I'm so sure they're that like, was hey. Exp- so we're going to have some we're going to have some shots here. Right. Of, of this whale. So, which is fine. There was nothing that really, there was nothing that ruined the movie for me. There was nothing that made me think Agreed. it was a bad movie. It ju- there were just a few bits and pieces here and there that I was like, okay, let's. Let's move on or, whoa, that, that resolved quickly. All right. Yeah. And, and I think some of it is spoiled maybe by modern storytelling. Yeah. You know, we, they definitely would have done it differently now. Yeah. They would have spent a lot more time on the, on building up the bad kid troublemaker pieces. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. I also want to, before we, before we get into our three questions here in just a minute, I also did want to give a shout out to my wife who remembered some movie trivia that I did not. Um, mm. And because we were talking about this the other day and she's like, oh yeah, isn't that the movie that had the, that had like the kind of famous Michael Jackson song as the theme music for it? And I was like, Michael Jackson, I don't think so. I don't remember there yep. being it. And then I went and go watch the movie and I'm like, Yes, it did. And mm-hmm. now that I hear the song, I remember exactly what it is. And I remember, even though I never saw the movie, I do remember, because I was, as a kid. It I, was part of the music video. They used shots from the movie. Right. And as a kid, I was still, because I, I love the Dangerous album. So as a kid, mm-hmm. I was still, you know, very much a Michael Jackson fan at this point. Until you find out some stuff a few years later. But um, I mean, so yeah, no, it was, uh, it was, it was kind of fun to go back and, and listen. It was a song I had not heard in quite a while. I, got, I think I got it here for us. Kind of a Lion King vibe to it here. You know? A little bit, yeah. yeah. Hold me like the river Jordan And I will then say to thee You are my friend Carry me like you are my brother, love me like a mother. 
Which is funny, having never seen this movie, this was when I used to make my my kind of like mixtapes of different things. This is a song that I would put on pretty regular rotation on my different, any mixtape that I had a set of Michael Jackson songs. Mm-hmm. This was actually a song I had on fairly regular rotation. So it's funny that I knew this song, and back in the day, I knew this song had been part of that movie, but then I just completely forgot that whole connection. Yeah, it's interesting that you had never seen the movie. That's that's yeah. That's funny. Good song. But they told me I meant to be faithful and walk with that evil and fight till the end, but I'm only human. Yeah. Good stuff. Very. Kind of makes me want to go back and revisit some of my old Michael Jackson tapes. Yeah, he, he gets some love on Sirius XM every once in a while. Okay. And uh, it it's some of that stuff is really, really good. Oh yeah. You know, I, I kinda I stopped listening to I stopped listening to most of his other newer stuff after Dangerous. So that's kind of like where my I think maybe a couple so songs I'm, here and there. I but, am terrible with album titles. Yeah. Period. It's it's not an artist thing. It is sure. every artist and their album titles. The last album of his I really liked was whatever black or white and remember the time that was, was on. That was dangerous. Okay. See, yeah. there we go. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember the songs. I am terrible with album titles. Yeah. It's bad. Like Donna laughs at me. She's like, you own that album. Like oh. what is wrong with you? I have, I have no idea. That I, was, that might be. So it was not the first CD I ever bought. But I had a cassette. Actually, I take that back. My dad had a cassette of Dangerous, which I stole Mm -hmm. and and kept in my possession. And if I'm remembering correctly, I played it so much that I actually wore the cassette out. And so kind of by way of apology, I think I had saved up some of my allowance and I bought the, the CD to replace the cassette that I had stolen from my dad. But then I proceeded to steal the CD and keep it in my room. All well, the time. yeah, that's sort of how that works. So, <laughs> so there's, there is that. All right. Do we have anything else we want to say about the movie before we jump on into three? Just that I feel like we panned it for a little bit there, but it's still cute and fun and yeah. Kids will enjoy it, and yeah, I, I, if you're in the right mood, I, I'm not saying you won't enjoy it. It's not really, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm not like you said. I'm not the target audience for this movie. It's an enjoyable movie, you know, and and it's one of those. Sometimes I'll say, well, I saw it. And I'm not going to see it again. You know, I will probably watch it because I know since Sharon enjoyed it when she was a kid, but we didn't have a chance to watch it together, I would probably watch it again to watch it with her and with Nora to to introduce Nora to it. But uh, yeah, no, any of the criticisms I had were just more of a, there were just a couple things here and there that kind of took me out of it, but it's, it's, it's not, it's not going to win any Oscars, but it's also, it's also a fun, fun little movie. And it's one that I wouldn't mind revisiting. And I guess there is a, not a true director's cut, but a fuller version where they've added a couple of scenes back in. I feel like I read about somewhere, but. Okay. Is that the, is that the scene where Willie has to go through with withdrawal when he kicks the drugs? That's definitely it. Okay. It was just, it was too intense for the kids at the time. And yeah. 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 That's, that's rough. That's rough. Yeah. I feel like it was a it was a hard PG thirteen with that director's cut, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that being said, 
It's time for three questions. He asks each traveler five questions. Three questions. Three questions. It's impossible to answer. Impossible because you don't know the answer. Nobody could answer that question. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. All right, real quick, before we move on into the three questions, Pat and Jeff were not able to join us tonight, but they did text me their responses to the three questions, so I will throw those in as we are answering ours. And they both commented, so if, if you want to find out how many of us enjoyed this movie, both Pat and both Jeff basically said, Free Willy, great movie, lots of fun. So, so if you need a ringing endorsement, you've got all four of us saying this is a fun movie. So go check it out. All right, three questions. Question number one, what is your favorite exhibit when you go to an aquarium? The Dolphin Show. Oh, The Dolphin Show. Always a fun I'm a one. I'm a big fan of The Dolphin Show. I know it's exploitive and all that stuff, but... Like Free like free Riri, but but smaller, like Fripper. Like Fippa, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Sea yeah. Wooey Big Fippa. <laughs> Yeah, the, the the local aquarium in Chicago has a pretty good dolphin show at their oceanarium, and yeah, big fan. We had uh, we had penguins a are pretty cool too. That's always mine. Is the penguins? I, I penguins are one of my favorite animals, so that's. I, I tend to identify with a penguin in in many many ways. I do. I, I I resemble yeah. that remark. Exactly. So I feel yeah. like I can. I, I I'm I, I I'm picking up what they're putting down. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. I like to choose my favorite animals based on how much their body shape resembles my own. So Indeed. Yeah. And how much I can walk like them. Right. Right. <laughs> well, if it walks like a penguin and talks like a penguin, it might be John or Bo. Indeed. So let's see. So like I said, mine would probably be the penguins. We had we had a year. We were going for a stretch where like we'd go to one of the museums in Chicago for one of the kids' birthdays when they were little. And mm -hmm. what we would do is we're like, well, maybe we'll want to come back later this year. So each time when we'd go to the museum for their birthday, we'd kind of buy a one-year membership. And so we'd go, and, and then we'd come back a couple of times during the year. And we did that for the aquarium at one point. I think we went for Nora's birthday, and uh, we bought a year membership to the aquarium. And we went back several times, and I was, it was always fun to go. You almost need to do the memberships because – at least in larger cities anyway, those museums and zoos and all that stuff, it is really hard to see everything in one day. Right. Well, then there's, like, then there's no pressure. challenge, man. Right. Then, then there's no pressure. You don't have to rush through anything. Totally. You're like, oh, we can linger. Yeah. Or, and you, you can. Or we can just pop in for like hey, half an hour, hour. Here, a couple hours there yeah. instead of, because the whole day is. Yeah. And, and no offense to the museums, but. You kind of need to go somewhere else to eat. Yes. Because the, that's yeah, also, that's also true. It's just not. Mm -hmm. It's just not. Yeah. We did the Museum of Science and Industry around Christmas time to do the yeah. Christmas Trees of the World exhibit. Yeah. They have, but we only saw, gosh, I'm going to say a third. Science we and didn't even. And, and didn't science even, and industry, in terms of dining, has vending machines. Well, <laughs> that has changed. Oh, okay. 
they have stepped up their game a little. The okay. The big new thing wasn't open yet, but it is now, and it oh, okay. looks interesting. We found a little cafe that wasn't terrible for a snack. I mean, oh. I'm not saying it still wasn't what we wanted, but. We had a we had a membership to them for actually a, a couple of years because John won it at C two E two when we went to the comic book show. He, right he, on. He like won a contest and got us like a, a free family premium membership, and then all of a sudden COVID hit, and so they were like, "Hey, we're we're closed. We were closed for a lot of this year. We're really sorry. We're going to extend your membership out for another year." Uh, nice. So like that's awesome. But then it was still like COVID was kind of coming and going. And Hashtag everything. COVID. Right. So then I sent him an email and I said, "Hey." I don't know if you can look at your records or anything. We would have loved to have come to the museum, but just because of everything still going on, we were not able to. We didn't get a chance to use it. We would love to use it. Is it possible you could extend this out for like another month or two? And then they wrote back. They're like, hey, we'll give you another year. So we ended up having like a three-year membership. We only went a few times, but still we were able to mm-hmm. go back a few times because of that. And and uh, no, it's 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 always a good time. Nice. Let's see. We got some responses from Pat. Pat said his favorite would be sharks. Mm. And Jeff responded and said, there's a great exhibit at the aquarium in Toronto with an underwater tunnel and a moving sidewalk through the whole thing. I've actually had friends who went through that and they, they brought some pictures back and showed us. And that was, that was pretty cool. I don't, speaking of underwater tunnels, I don't know if you've heard. The renovations planned for our local shed aquarium will include an underwater tunnel. Really? Oh, yeah. Nice. Those are, those are always fun. Yeah, I'm kind of excited for it. Like, I, I learned about that yeah. recently. As yeah. we were planning that trip to the to the science and industry, we were also looking at the Field Museum because they had a really cool exhibit on how death is observed around the world. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we were looking at all the other ones like, well, if we're going to be down there, do we want to hit two in one day? And so we explored a few things. Nice. Yeah, it was very cool. Nice. All right, question number two. What is your favorite kind of whale? Beluga. That is also my answer. And as silly as it sounds, I think it's because that's what I've been exposed to more. Mm -hmm. Again, the local aquarium right next to the dolphin show is the beluga tank. Um, And they're cute. Yeah. And they've had the little baby beluga for a while too. Well, and and there's that baby beluga song that I kind of grew up on and it sort of permeates my brain. Baby beluga in the deep blue sea. That's the one anymore because I don't need that in my head for the next couple of days. Baby beluga. Yep. I'll be walking down the hallway at work going. Mm-hmm. <whistles> yep. Yeah, I don't need that. Yeah, that's all right. I'm going to backtrack just a minute because Dennis just texted. Oh. And, and Dennis said, always loved the dolphin show at the Brookfield Zoo as a kid. Oh, yeah. That's a good one, too. He's not wrong. Yeah. Until he, found, until he found out and realized that ocean animals shouldn't be kept in captivity. So. Well, yeah, th- that's the unfortunate thing, right? There is that. <laughs> Let's see. Pat's answer to favorite sh- favorite whale was humpback. Jeff's humpbacked answer was people? orcas. Yeah, humpbacked people. Jeff's answer was orcas, and Dennis's answer was humpback. Nice. My answer, it, like I said, is beluga. I just I, and partly I think because they look like aliens. They got those big. They, do. they, they, do they look like something big... out of Star Trek. They got those like big, huge heads, and well, it makes you wonder what's in those brains, doesn't it? Very, very <laughs> smart. Yes. Uh, and then, so this is the question that I, I maybe is in poor taste. Haha. Uh-huh. But question three is, what is your favorite kind of seafood? Mm. This is, this is a very, this is, this is a complicated subject for me. Okay. So I want to hear everyone else's first and then I'll chime in. All right. Well, Pat's was seaweed. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff went with Dr. Evil's henchman uh, number two and said Chilean sea bass. 
And then uh, Dennis said salmon is his answer. So I'm with Dennis and I love me some salmon. Oh, okay. Mine is, mine is sushi. I love sushi. And, and see, that's, I have, this is complicated Yeah. because I do love salmon. I do, I do love sushi of, of many types, but I recently was reintroduced to one of my favorite pieces of fish, yeah. a well-grilled Alaskan halibut. Oh, it is. There's something about it that is just really, really good. That sounds good. And I, it's funny because I'm sitting here going, not a hundred percent sure where I was when I had it recently, but mm-hmm. recently it was on a menu and I was like, well, I guess I'm going to have to do that. <laughs> so that's, that's yeah. good stuff. Yeah. I, I'm any kind of sushi really. I don't really, doesn't matter. It's all good. I, I don't think I've had sushi. I have not enjoyed yet. So any chance I get. All right. I think that's it. For our three questions, that's it for Free Willy, or as we've... I would say hit it one more time. I, I got to do it one more time. Free Willy! There we go. There's not too many other movies you can use that sound drop for, so... No, no, not really. So we do it as much as we can. All right, well, for the rest of January, January was our Large Creatures Month. We've had Jurassic Park. We've had Matinee with the giant mant. We've had Free Willy, and then next week we've got Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. That was how I stretched that one into that topic. And like I said before, we've got The Outsiders, Mr. Mom, and Favorite Movies from 2022 are our Patreons. February, our Patreon is going to be Favorite Love Songs of the 80s and 90s. We'll have a couple of Patreon shorts in there. And then our regular episodes are all movies that feature a name. What's in a name this next month? Dave, Searching for Bobby Fischer, Benny and June, and Carlito's Way. So we have always got a lot of really good stuff coming up. Thank you, Bo, for being here with me. I, I had a whale of a good time. Ooh, thank you, John, for setting everything up as always. That's, 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 a, that's a deep, deep cut there. Everybody, be excellent to each other. Try not to use whale puns. They just they don't work. I haven't found one that's worked, but it's not going to stop Evidence me. the last hour of podcast. Correct. It's really not going to stop me. You can ask my children. I, when it comes to dad jokes and puns, I don't stop. All right. Everybody be excellent. Be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies, and we will see you back here next time for Dragon the Bruce Lee Story.